Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's 8 o'clock, and you know what time it is. It's time for my show, The Mecca James Show. Yo, this is from the World. My name is Miguel, and you are watching The Mecca James Show. It's your boy, Kels, and you listen to The Mecca James Show. I'm Michael Strahan, and you're watching The Mecca James Show. Hi, I'm Melissa DeSoto. Please listen to The Mecca James Show. What's up? It's George Wilborn, and you're you're checking out the Mecca James show. And I'll tell you something. Hey, hey, people! This is Egypt on the radio from TV EgyptSaysSo.com, and you are now listening to the Mecca James show. That's my girl. Fight out! I can trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from. It is my show, the Mecca James Show, and you already know what time it is. It's 8 o'clock. I tell you, I give you exciting shows. I have a very great guest coming on the show. She's an author, poet, public speaker. She's an advocate for women empowerment, and her name is Miss Nancy Ruffin will be on the show. And I want to tell everybody, for the people that's already out there, we have our guest on the line right now. Follow me on Instagram, Mecca James, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. Um, I'm going to be doing some more of the MJ collection. You know, we're going to do hats and shirts, and it's going to be for the summertime, so watch out for that by following me. Also, people, you know, you can also go to YouTube, Mecca James, and I want to thank everybody that listened to the Demetria Lucas Show, uh, Bravo TV, Blood, Sweat, and Hills. She's an author. She's a writer. She's doing her thing as well. Go to YouTube, click it, and listen to it. Check me out. Thank you so much for everybody. But now we're going to go into our show, and you also can listen at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca Show 1. And if you want to listen live on your phone, you can call 347-857-4866. Listen on your phone. If you want to make comments, if you want to get in the chat room and you're a little too nervous to be on the phone, get in that chat room. So now, since I got all of that out the way, in New York City, in the tri-state area, it is raining out here. I don't know what happened to summer. Hopefully it will come. I hope everybody enjoyed their Memorial Day weekend. Last week I was off, you know, taking a little rest for Memorial Day, but I'm back. Back with more shows, and I got some more exciting shows for you now. So we have our guest on the line. She is on the line right now, and I'm so excited. I love having positive women on the show, people that are just doing their thing. And let me introduce her. She's going to come on right now. Miss Nancy Ruffin is on the line, author, writer, and so much more. Hello? Hi, Mecca. Hi. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm great. I'm so excited to be on and to connect with all of your listeners. Thank you so much for coming. Like, you know, we I like to have people that are just doing their thing on the show. You know what I mean? Like people that are actually trying to make a difference. Yes, we have celebrities, but, yes, there are people out here every day just doing way more than some of these people you see on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> Girl, yes. I totally feel you. <laughs> I totally agree on that. But you know what? Sometimes as regular people, we don't get the shine that we deserve because we don't have the same media outlets that some of these Absolutely. other so-called celebrities have. So, so thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, definitely. What I do is I try to make a balance. You know, I try to balance it out. I like, look, you know, I'll give you the reality TV, but we need. I do my young entrepreneurs. Entrepreneur show for people that don't know. I have young entrepreneurs that you know they're starting businesses, magazines, so much more, and just give them an outlet to shine and how much they're grinding, how much they're doing their thing. I also have um, spotlight shows for people that are doing their music and they're out there doing their thing. So we have a lot of things going on. But anyway, back to Miss Nancy Ruffin in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about all the things that you are doing. You are author, poet, public speaker. You are are an advocate for women's empowerment. 
and you're a mother, you're a wife. How do you get a chance to do all of this? Like, how is your schedule? What is what is that like? Girl, I I do it by the grace of God, honestly. Oh, I mean, because yeah. there's no other way that I would be able to do the things that I do. I mean, God, and also I have a wonderful and amazing husband who kind of yeah. holds down the fort and holds down the home while I'm out doing my speaking engagements, when I'm doing uh, my poetry, my book readings, when I'm doing my women empowerment seminars, you know, he's he's the one that's really holding down the house, and it allows me to kind of do, uh, you know, what I want and follow my dreams. So, you know, I, I couldn't do any of this without his support. I mean, if it wasn't for him, half of the things that I did would be non-existent. So, so everyone who oh. kind of um, counts on me should really thank my husband. <laughs> Thank Nancy husband out there. For people that are listening, um, I met Nancy at an event. A friend of mine, she introduced me to her, which is Kizzy Mel. She told me wonderful things about you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come. And I was like, I really like her vibe. I really like the things she's doing. And boom, you're on the Mecca Jane show. So for the people, we are trying to connect the dots for you that don't know. <laughs> Girl, you know, it's so funny because um, the other day I was, I was I posted something on my Instagram, and I mm-hmm. said, you know, all it takes is one meeting, one person, one connection, you know, one opportunity to change your entire life. So mm-hmm. people really have to be open to networking and to connecting with people who you may not even necessarily think are in a position to help you or propel you to the next level because you never know. It could be, you know, the cleaning lady at an office building that you visit. She might be connected to some, you know, big shot, and because you're nice to her, she can connect you, you know, to someone who can really move you forward. So it's all about mm-hmm. making connections, you know. And so, yeah, I thank Kizzy for bringing you to my event because that was yeah. the beginning, you know, of this connection. Absolutely, and there will be more to come. We want to get into, I want to get into, when did you start writing? Because, you you know, I, I, I bought your book, Coming Undone, and let's just talk about how was that journey? When did you start writing? When did you say, okay, this is it, this is what I want to do? You know, it's funny. I've been a writer um, since I was, like, a child. I started writing oh, wow. in fourth grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been a writer since fourth grade. Um, it was part of... Uh, curriculum, part of a program that was in my school. I was very involved in, like, the library and reading activities. I was kind of nerdy, you know, as a kid. Me too. But I always had a, I always had a love for writing. Um, so I used to write short stories. And then I got into the poetry um, when I was a bit older. So I would okay. say when I was about 16, one of my cousins had gotten murdered. And so Aww. his death... Um, actually inspired the first poem that I had ever written, you know, so mm-hmm. it was kind of bittersweet. So with his death, it kind of gave birth um, to one of my greatest loves and passions. So I've been writing poetry consistently since the age of 16. Um, wow. So it's something natural, like, you know, for me. It's, I love writing. Um, it's the easiest form of communication for me because I become really uninhibited in my work. I'm able to kind mm-hmm. of voice everything that I'm feeling, that I'm thinking. Sometimes when you're speaking, you kind of hold back because you never know how the person listening to you is going to take what you're saying. But when you're alone, when you're sitting in the room with that pen and paper, there's no holds barred. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wanted to go into your book, and you can tell me, like, what was your thought process behind it? Because you have a book about love. Like, what made you want to write a whole poetry book about love? Because, you know, so many people do it, but I just want to get in your mind a little bit. You know, it's funny because I would not describe myself as a love poet. Like, it's not something... Yeah, yeah. Love Mm -hmm. poetry is not something that I traditionally write, you know, so... For people that are familiar with my past works, I write a lot about culture, about feminism, absolutely, um, you know, identity, things like that. So mm-hmm. the love piece, this book kind of just, I don't know, wrote itself, I want to say. One day I was inspired. I wrote one poem, and then I started kind of thinking about, like, the love that I have in my life, the relationship I have with my husband, mm-hmm. um, and just our journey. We've been together for a really long time. We've been together since 1998. So we okay, have what? really grown. We have grown together. Everything that we've accomplished has been together. And so mm-hmm. I'm in a space now where I'm learning to appreciate what we've built. And so that was how the book kind of came to fruition because it really was 
an ode to our journey of love. Wow, wow. The reason why I asked you that, because I was doing a little research on you, and you're very about the women empowerment, and we'll talk about that. So I, I, were you a little bit nervous switching over to the love, or it just came natural? No, I was. I, I mean, okay. You, you have to be, for me anyway, um, mm-hmm. not everyone can write love poetry, because most of the time, for me, it comes with corny. If it's not done <laughs> properly, and I've read yeah. tons of love poetry, and I'm like, uh, 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 you know, so I was really scared of venturing off into unfamiliar territory. Um, oh. But then once I, got a, once I got into the space and I actually just started writing from a place of truth and honesty, I was able to just, for, in my opinion, come up with some phenomenal work. And I'm really proud of the work that I did with, with this book. Absolutely. It was, it's a wonderful book, by the way. Um, I always say for writers, when they're most vulnerable, even in their pain or love, it always connects with people. Do you agree with that? Yes, that is absolutely true. And, you know, when it comes to writing, uh, some, in a lot of the workshops that I've attended, that is the central theme, you know, when it comes to the kind of writer you want to be. You have to really be vulnerable. You have to mm-hmm. be willing to lay it all out on the table because that is what people connect with. It's the human experience. It's the ability to say, you know what, I know what they're feeling. It's saying, me too. Like, yeah, I, I've been there. I've done that. I've experienced it. And when you allow yourself to kind of let down those walls, then you're allowing someone to come into your space and really feel you. Absolutely, and I think that's the, the why people appreciate people that you know you can just connect with them. So we have so much to talk about. You 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 talk so much about women empowerment. How important is to? Why do you think it's important to be empowered as a woman? I don't even know where to begin with this one because there's just <laughs> there's just so many places that I can go so with layers, this. But right? I'm gonna say yeah, there really are. I mean, I can go into, you know, social media, what we Mm -hmm. see on the television, what we hear in songs. Uh, But for me, my primary reason for wanting to empower women is because I'm raising a little girl. So I have to be the example of the woman that I want her to become. So I don't Mm -hmm. want her to grow up to be a jealous, hateful, unkind, uh, competitive you know, human being. I mean, I want her to be competitive, but in a positive way. I don't want her to compete against other women, you know, yeah. because of looks or to grab the attention of a man. Like, I don't want any of that for my daughter. So mm-hmm. the best way for me to teach her is to be that example. So it's why I focus a lot of my work on creating workshops and seminars where I can bring other women together, where they can network, where they can meet, where they can kind of share their dreams and visions. And like I was saying earlier, all it takes is that one connection, you know, to kind of change your entire life. And sometimes when I do these seminars, I'm putting women in a room that wouldn't otherwise ever meet each other. And you never know who's going to be in a position to help you. Um, and yeah. so far, it's been really, very successful. I've met so many wonderful women, so many women who are entrepreneurs and really focused, and they have great dreams and visions, you know, and I really just want to see everyone succeed. And if I can be, you know, a help, a help. to someone mm-hmm. in, that, in that way, then I want to be that. I love that. I'm, I'm totally like that. But, you know, it's like, you know, you, sometimes women can be very catty. And sometimes you have women that, um, you know, you reach out to them, but they're so scared because they've been hurt by other people that, you know, they come right. off positive and then they're negative. But me, I'm just, like, happy for anyone that's doing their thing. If it's positive, you know, whatever God has for you is for you. That's, to, that's exactly. my whole thing about exactly. it. <laughs> no, and it's so true. It's, you can't. You know, what is meant for you is meant for you. Can't no one take away what is meant for you, you know? So, mm-hmm. And there's enough success in this world for everyone. And I think that's what um, my message really is, you know, to women. My success mm-hmm. does not take away from another woman's success or your success Absolutely. doesn't take away from mine. Yeah. You know, even when I come across other women who are writers or other women who are doing things similar to myself, they still have their own lane. We don't write the same. We don't have the same experiences. You know, so what they're writing about may necessarily not be what I'm going to write about. But, yeah, I want to see that woman succeed. 
life is different for every, every from everyone's yeah. eyes. So yes, I wanted exactly. to talk about also your your organizations. Tell us about that. Like what motivated you to start two organizations on top of everything you're doing? Girl, you know, it's, <laughs> I get these crazy ideas in my head, and I, I feel like I can do anything, you know, and so then you I can kind of start stuff. <laughs> I start stuff, and then mm-hmm. it takes on a life of its own, you know, so it's funny because the Fierce Women Foundation and the Where I'm From Foundation for the Arts, I launched them the same year. I was working wow. on multiple projects at the same time. And both of them really were created from my passion to help women and to also help and empower the youth, you know, in underserved yeah. communities. You know, and so with the Where I'm From Foundation from the Arts, what that focuses on is really going into these inner city schools who may lack certain resources or funding, um, you know, and, and things where they're not really, they don't have the money to focus on art. And my foundation tries to invest some money into the schools, you know, towards mm-hmm. some type of program. So we, we're in our second year now. But last year, you know, we donated some money to Christ the King um, Elementary School in the South Bronx. It helped mm-hmm. them to fund a new computer lab that they needed for the school. We helped their fourth grade class write um, a poetry book. You know, the the kids got the attention of the local news. They were interviewed. I mean, it was amazing. And to nice. see the sparkle in these kids' eyes, you know, the sense of pride that they had in seeing their names published in a book, seeing themselves on the news, I mean, it's the best you know, reward that I, can, the world. that I can get, yeah, you know. And I'm a real firm believer that when you are blessed, it is your responsibility to pass the Bless blessing on. You Absolutely. know, so that, so it's really just my way of giving back. And, you know, as long as I can't do that, I will. Yeah, you hear that, people, it's always good to give back, and I love having people like that on the show. Michelle from North Carolina said, do you have any, where is your foundation located, and do you have anything online because she's in North Carolina, any workshops? Well, right now, you know, I live in New Jersey, so I'm really based in the tri-state area, New York, um, New Jersey, Connecticut, and we're still a very young foundation. I just launched it last year. But we are mm-hmm. looking to expand. My vision really is to be international. I want to be able to connect with women all across the world. You know, so yeah. the vision is big. We will get to North Carolina, you know, eventually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, any information that you want on my foundation, you can get from my website at www.nancyarroyoruffin.com. Um, and you can email me at nancyruffin.gmail.com, and we can connect that way. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, this is a question that I want, I, I have to ask you this. Okay, we always focus, you know, how, how can you focus on self-love without appearing to be selfish? You know what I mean? You know, I think that there's a, a misconception when it comes to that. And hmm, I think that okay. self, self, selfishness gets a bad rap. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. Selfish is equal to self-preservation. You have mm-hmm. to take care of yourself first before you can take care of someone else, before you can be any good to anybody else. Yeah. So loving yourself, being proud of yourself, you know, being proud of your accomplishments and acknowledging that, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. You have to be selfish in order to succeed. If you continuously put others before yourself, you're never going to thrive. I agree you know, so with that. We have, we have to change the perception around the word selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that only because as a woman, you know, you might have a husband, a boyfriend, you, your family, children, extended family. And we as women have been taught to give, give, give. Give your attention, give your love, give your time. And then we have nothing for ourselves. So when you're like, you know, this is my time. Some people would be like, oh, you're selfish. So that's why that question came about. Like, you know, right. how can you do that without, you know, I, I guess it's a misconception of the whole word selfish. It's not a negative thing. It's just how you do right. it. But you know what? When you give so much of yourself to others, you're right. You don't have anything that's for yourself. But then what happens yeah. is you become so depleted that eventually you won't have anything left to give anyone else. 
You know, so you yeah. have to fill your own cup first so that you'll, yeah. you'll be able to spread that to those that you love. And it's all about Absolutely. setting boundaries. You know, we, we women, we do it all. We really, really do. And the only it. way we can do that is by setting boundaries. I mean, for me, you know, before everything, my family comes first, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they also understand that I have dreams, that I have vision, that I have passion, you know, and they allow me to work on those things. But in the same token, you know, after a certain time, I don't work on any of my businesses that say, you know, this call that I'm doing now, it's, you know, it's, one, it's a once in the blue moon type of thing. I don't normally do things after 7 p.m. You know, when I oh, get home, okay. 7, mm-hmm. 7 p.m. is like my cutoff time because then I have to spend time with my husband. I have to make sure the, the baby's taken care of, you know, so I can devote all of my time just on myself because then, Absolutely. you know, it, it does become selfish in a bad way because now I'm not taking care of my other responsibilities. So you kind of have to just balance things out. And once you do that, you really can't accomplish anything. You just have to know what your limits are. Yeah, maybe you should do, like, counseling for relationships or married couples. That seems like something Girl, up the yes, line, right? It was, it was, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's something that I have thought about because I, oh, okay. I do, I, I think about friends of mine and other people that I know and mm-hmm. people that struggle in relationships because they don't know how to balance the things that are going on in their life. You know, believe me, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to where I am. It hasn't been an easy road. My husband and I have struggled, but we finally learned what has worked best for us. You know, and I think that that's what every couple has to, you know, realize for themselves. It's every marriage, every relationship is different. So what works for one is not going to work for you, but you have to figure out what works, you know, for your relationship. And then once you figure that out, everything else kind of falls into place. It's funny how that happens. Yeah. What do you think in a relationship or being married, when you come across women or people in general, what is the, the, the I, want to, I don't want to say complaint, what is something that they really tell you about that's wrong in their relationship or their marriage or something? Is it communication? Is it finance? What do they usually yeah. get? I think the biggest issue is communication mm-hmm. and not being willing to compromise. You know, okay. You know, when you spend right the majority of your life alone by yourself because we're born alone, you know, and we live our single life up until, you know, a certain age. Some let's say some some point in your twenties where you become maybe really serious with another individual. At that point, you've never up to that point, you've never really had to compromise with anyone. You've always yeah, kind of yeah. just done your own thing. You don't have to answer to anyone. But when you when you're in a relationship. And even more specifically, when you're married, that has to change. You know, in order Absolutely. for any marriage to survive, there has to be compromise. And I think that that's where most couples kind of get stuck because neither party is willing to budge. Everybody wants to have their way, but you can't have your way all the time in a marriage. You have to learn, you know, when to kind of throw in the towel and say, you know what, this is not that big of a deal to me, not for the sake of our relationship. Absolutely. It's not worth it. Right. I wanted to know, um, I know that we said it's going to be a, long, a little bit. I'll have some, a little bit of questions and I'll let you go because I know you have a lot of things to do. In your book, The Coming Undone, where did you come up with the title? And one of my, my favorite poems is What is Love? Tell us about that and where did you come up with the title? You know, Coming Undone, I don't know where the title came from. I remember reading a quote that I put in the book, um, let me see if I can find that real quick. And I think it's the, <laughs> the opening, yeah, it's, it's the opening quote by Cynthia Ocelli. And it talks okay. about, you know, a sort of unraveling. And the first sentence, it says, for a seed to achieve its greatest expression, it must come completely undone. And I think that was what kind of sparked the theme and the concept for the book because for me, when you love and when you love authentically and honestly, you really have to become undone. You have to let go of all of your inhibitions or mm-hmm. you have to break down the wall that you built around your heart. You have to let go of all the baggage that you're carrying from past you know, relationships. And you have to be willing to stand there, you know, raw 
naked with your flaws, you know, with this other person and let them really see you. And once yeah. you once you reach that point, to me that's when you've really reached a different level of love. You know, because one of the scariest things is letting people really see who we are. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's where the, the title of the book came from. Nice, nice. And what is love? I like that one. You know, what was your mindset when you wrote that? You know, I think love for everyone is different, but at its essence, it's really opening up, opening yourself up to this other person where mm-hmm. the, you're, you're, not, you're no longer wearing a mask, where you're yeah. truly your authentic self, where the person that you're with can actually see you for who you are and love you anyway, love you in spite of your flaws and love you in spite of your scars. You know, this is the person that, that looks at those things and says, you know what, that's beautiful for me. You know, and then you're, you're finally free. Because society, you know, they, they want everyone to be perfect. It's all about the physical appearance. But yeah. after that, what happens when you get old and, you know, you need help right. and, you know, you might not be able to work. You, it's not about the physical then. It's about, you know, exactly. the character. <laughs> no, yeah, but it I is. It really yeah, is. It totally is. So tell me what what's next for you. I know you have to get out of here, but tell everybody what's next for you, your website, all your information. Um, there's people in the chat room saying they love what you're doing. They cannot wait until you have, like, a relationship counseling thing, and, you know, they're going to be following your website. Tell us what's next for you. Well, the very next thing for me is I'm actually doing a workshop for young girls. It's based on – we're focusing on – the perception of beauty in today's society and what that means to them. I really want to prepare them. I want to do it right before the school, the new school year starts because I want to get them focused on what's important, on learning to establish goals, and I want them to start thinking about their future and what it's going to oh. take for them to get there. Oh, my so. God. We, I just had a show about the perception of beauty, and it oh. had different nationalities <laughs> of women on the show, African-American, Latina, Indian, Muslim, just, to, you know, just stereotypes and stuff that right. we go through. And we're gonna, it's going to be like a series. That's amazing. It was about a month ago. But go yeah. ahead. I, so, I no, just... right, so, I, so I really, I really want to do it for, for younger girls between the ages of 14 to 18 because it's important to get them while they're young. You know, this yeah. is an age where they're really impressionable, where they're really trying to fit in, where they're dealing with bullying and all these kind of things. So I really want to bring them together to, to kind of discuss what they're experiencing and just letting them know, you know what, this too shall pass. Whatever it is that you think is so impossible to get through now, you know, in a few years you're going to look back on it and it's not even going to – it'll be a, barely a memory, you know, to you. Yeah. And I really want to get them focused Um I'm going to be writing another book within the next year. Um, hopefully, I want it to be a novel. Not sure yet what direction it's going to take, um, mm-hmm. but I love writing. It's my passion. It's what I'm doing. And then, yes, I will be focusing on some type of relationship forum. That will probably come towards the end of the year. But everything Absolutely. will be posted on my website, nancyarroyoruffin.com. Uh, your listeners can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is... Miss Nancy Ruffin, Miss is spelled M-S, um, and that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for coming on the Mecca Jane Show. I appreciate it so much. Um, you can come back when you get your new book, and I hope you had a great time, you know, like a oh, lot of people. I did. Thank you. I Thank did. you. I appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. You, you're welcome. I know you have things to do, so I'm going to let you go, and we're going to play some music and, you know, Come back anytime. Okay, honey. Well, I wish you much <laughs> continued success on your show, and I look forward to coming back soon. Yes, and we can definitely connect. <laughs> okay, honey. Bye. Right. Bye. Hey, listeners out there, Nancy Ruffin, you can go to her website. You can also follow her on Instagram. You know, we have a lot of positive people on the show. Thank you for everyone that was listening on your phone. Thank you for the chat room. You know my show is from 8 to 9, so we're going to give you some music, and, you know, we're going to keep it positive. We're going to go with Selena Gomez, The Heart Knows What It's Want. That's a dope song.
got me sipping on something I can't compare to nothing I've ever known I'm hoping that after this fever I'll survive I know I'm acting a bit crazy Strung out a little bit hazy Hand over heart I'm praying That I'm gonna make it out alive tell me the doubt song was not about Justin Bieber. But anyway, we're going to give you some more music. Follow me on Instagram, Mecca James. Follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. You can also go to Blog Talk Radio. If you miss any show with Tammy Roman, uh, Hosea Chanchez from The Game, any of those shows, you can just go on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca Show 1. And listen, I'm also on iTunes. Download any show you miss. Search Mecca James. It is free. So we're going to give you some more love music, but we are going to give you Wale and Usher. That's my song, Matrimony. If there's a question of my heart, you got it. It don't belong to anyone but you. Hey, if there's a question of my love, you got it. Baby, don't worry, I got plans for Baby, I've been making plans Oh, love Baby, I've been making plans For you Yeah Baby, I've been making plans Baby, I've been 
everybody knows I love Miguel. So we're going to speed it up. We're going to give you a little fab. Let's go. Shot. Hold 
up, drop it like it's hot. Dirty shot, dirty thing. She a freaky girl, and I'm a freaky man. She on the rebound, broke up with an ex, and I'm like Rodman, ready on deck. I told her I wanna ride out, and she said, yeah. We didn't go to church, but I got blessed. i 
put your number in this camera phone And we can live like the camera's on No script though uh, These boys claiming they ball Got no grip though My flow switch mode It's so schizo So I'm the one that your girl blow kiss for You gotta love me Cold world, no snuggy Baddest girl hug me My mind on you though You hoping I'm the one But I already knew though uh, It ain't no secret that I get around True But girl you make me wanna settle down With you Get a crib with a view Lay up in the bed Make a kid Baby too All my ex-girlfriends Don't have to get a clue Cause the rumors that you heard about Is true I said I only wanna give it to you And I want the